picture the scene. It's game night, you've fired up your VTT, or you sat at the gaming table, whatever's your preference, when you realise last minute that you've not planned out a small side dungeon that your players are likely to want to go to. A thin trickle of panic sweat runs down your neck. Well, panic ye not, I'm John from Red Dice Diaries, and today we're going to talk about the grab-a-map philosophy. One possible solution to your problem. So, what is the grab-a-map philosophy? Well, as the name says, go onto Google, or insert name of search engine of preference, and just type in something like D&D Battle Map, or something similar to that. If you've got some idea about the terrain, where the location is to be found, like swamp, desert, whatever, then add that word in as well to your search. When the search is done, most search engines have a tab you can click on to show images. Do this and you'll immediately be greeted with a veritable horde of combat maps. Now, you might say, well, why not just use a random map generator? And well, you certainly can do, there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the advantages of using a Google search to look for ready-made maps is that the maps will normally have been produced by someone for a website or a dedicated cartographer, like Dyson Logos, for example. They usually have cool names or some suggestions as to what type of location the map depicts. This can provide some great inspiration for you to quickly fill in and add some additional flavour to the map or dungeon in your game. As an example, I've just clicked on a Dyson Logos map called The Fallen House of Githalion, and I'll put a link to that in the description so you can have a look at that. If you've not heard of Dyson Logos, his map work is absolutely amazing. You should definitely check it out. And again, link in the description below. The description that he puts with this map on the website is... The old church sits on a low mound hidden among the white aspen trees that have grown around it, and in some cases through the outer stonework of the structure. The house of Githalion was a place of respite and quiet away from the city, and that feeling is still strong here in the daylight, although the slightest breeze makes the leaves of the aspen clatter and shake, sounding almost like running water from a distance. When the master of the temple passed on, the church was maintained by a few acolytes for a while, but other tasks and employ ate away at their time, and the structure was abandoned to the wilderness. There's further description, but even reading this small amount gives me some great ideas for how I could use this map in my game. Now, once you've got your map and you've looked at whatever description there is on the website, assuming there is any, Look through the descriptions, names, etc. that come with the map and cross out anything you don't like or you feel wouldn't really work in your game. Focus in only on the stuff you want to use. And that might just be the name or there might be nothing in the description that you like, but you just think the map looks really cool. But if there is something you like, write down in bullet points the elements that you do want to keep. So in our example, I might write down the following. House Githalian old church, away from the city, abandoned to the wilderness. And you should use these bullet points to quickly ask yourself some very basic questions about the dungeon and answer them in ways that fit within your campaign world. So to continue our example, the questions I might ask would be, who are House Githalian? Who paid for the building of the church? Why is it so far away from the city? And why was it abandoned? 
The answer to these questions don't have to be very detailed at first. Hell, you might want to leave the answers blank and come up with them in-game if you're comfortable with doing that. They just need to be enough for you to feel comfortable to run this area, this dungeon or whatever in your game. So I've come up with some quick answers for our questions as I might use them in my ongoing OSE game, Smoke and Snow. These answers took less than a couple of minutes to come up with altogether. So first of all, House Githalian is a noble house who were very religious and followed Leander, which is one of the gods in my setting. House Githalian donated the money to the church in return for certain concessions. It was built away from the city in an area where a famous crusader belonging to House Githalian made a last stand during a conflict where they fought for the church. The reason it's been abandoned is because House Githalian has recently lost its link to the church as rumours about the diabolical practices of the last few heads of the house have become impossible to ignore. The church has allowed the chapel to fall into ruin to distance themselves from House Githalian. The other advantage of coming up with these quick questions and ideas, as well as adding a nice little bit of texture and detail to your campaign world, is that it gives you a guideline for how you can quickly stock the dungeon. So in our example, the church was once funded by a crusader house, so I'm going to scatter around some rusty armour and weapons as loot. Maybe there are some traps and fortifications in case the church was ever besieged, or a concealed family heirloom, which might be a magical item. It's built on the site of a famous crusader's last stand, so I'm going to put a statue of said famous crusader in the largest chamber and probably mention some carvings of the noble house's coat of arms dotted around the place. Perhaps the diabolical leanings of the noble family in modern times have corrupted this particular building, so there might be a concealed altar or a summoning circle and some corrupted creatures or minor devils lurking around, depending on how much I want to lean into that aspect of it. The church has been abandoned in the wilderness for years. Its distance from the city and evil reputation means it's not really been looted and has become overgrown. So there'll be encounters with animals, perhaps some bandits. You could throw in some interesting flora or poisonous plants, mushrooms. Let's face it, us OSR heads love our fungi in games. Whatever you think is appropriate. Specific encounters or loot can either be chosen from a source book of your choice, just using the questions as guidelines, or by rolling on a table in whatever book you prefer. Or in my case, because I'm running Old School Essentials, I'd probably use the Old School Essentials random generators online. And again, there'll be links to those in the description. So looking at this, in about 10 minutes, which is less than the length of this episode as I'm recording it, I've gone from having nothing to having a fully populated, if small, dungeon with a bit of history an idea of what loot there would be in there and what sort of enemies are going to be faced within now if we were mid-game and the players had gone to this place and i suddenly thought oh no i've not done any planning for it i could very easily just call for a 10 minute bathroom or drink break and whilst the players are refreshing their beverages knock up a dungeon like this for them to explore and then continue after the break with no one any other wiser unless they've listened to this episode of course to be honest, even if you say to your players, oh, sorry, I hadn't planned this, grab a break for 10 minutes while I just sketch some stuff out, most players will happily give you that 10 minutes because they appreciate the fact that they're going to get a better game out of it as a result. Now, 
If you use this method, you might not have time to print out a miniature scale version of the map, get all your terrain and miniatures or whatever lined up, or import it into your VTT of choice, set up the lighting and stuff like that. But in my opinion, whilst all that stuff is really nice to have and fair play to you if you love using your miniatures, I personally love setting up my VTT maps and it's great and can add a lot to the game, but it's not 100% essential. It's nice to have, but you don't 100% need it. After all, you've already got a rough map to aid in your description and perhaps selectively show to your player party. And let's face it, the most important thing of all, you've got a cool location with some interesting adventure potential for your player party to explore. And just because you've only come up with the bare bones of it, and you've asked a few questions, and you've got a few little details in there, doesn't mean that you have to come up with it all at the start. As we said earlier, you can come up with some of it in play. So for our example dungeon, let's say the heroes are exploring it. They find a one of the coat of arms, and one of the player characters are, oh, well, I'm a noble. Would I know anything about House Githalian? You can use the fact that, oh, yeah, they've got an evil reputation. They used to once be in with the church. They were great crusaders. But more recently, the line has fallen into darkness and rumours of evil sorcery sort of dog the members of the house. You can use that to spin off and further develop based on what your players are interested in and what they discover whilst they're wandering around the map and exploring the area. And that goes for other things as well. So let's say they do find a concealed altar or a summoning circle in this sample map. How did the summoning circle get there? Was it built before the church was abandoned and that's what led to the abandonment and them finding out about the house's dark ambition? Or was it a case that the members of the house came along after the church had been abandoned, seeing no reason not to keep using the building now that pesky church was out of the way? Do they still use it? In which case, maybe you throw some cultists or some evil magic users in there. There's a lot of stuff you can do to further develop this if your players are interested in it. And another great thing about this is when you finish the session, you've got all this detail there and noted down. So you can upload the map into your VTT, label it, etc. You can note down what happened. You know, like if the player's not pushed over the statue of the Crusader, you can note that down and that it's broken. If they found whatever loot's there or they missed some of the loot, you can note that down. And then if they do go back to the location later on for whatever reason, like maybe they run into some members of House Githalian in the future and they're like, oh yeah, there, were, there was something about them in that uh, old church you went to like, ages ago. Let's go back and have a look at it. You've got all that stuff there. You're now much more prepared than you were initially. And all of that from grabbing a quick map off the internet. And to be honest, you don't even have to use the internet. You could look at any published adventure to do this and just yoink a map out of it. After all, if you're not streaming your game, you don't have to worry about what maps you're using. You can use whatever. So with just that 10 minutes of investment, you've got a great adventure site. You've got some ideas of how to stock it. And you've got a potentially cool element of plot and story that can reoccur in your future game. It may not. It may be a one and done. But if the player characters do want to go back there, you've got all this stuff ready. And I think for 10 minutes time investment... That's not a bad shout, to be honest. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed the episode. That's been me rambling about my grab-a-map philosophy. 
If you have any thoughts on this, maybe you want to tell us about some maps that you've grabbed and made your own, or maybe you want to chat about something we've covered in previous episodes, or just have a bit of a natter about RPGs, you can get in touch with us a number of different ways, maybe being featured in a future show. You can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com, or you can drop us a voicemail link via Anchor or SpeakPipe, and there'll be links to that in the description of this episode so if you've enjoyed my ramblings please like share subscribe all of that other stuff that people online ask you to do hopefully we'll catch you again for the next episode and in the meantime whoever you are wherever you are and whatever you're playing have fun mm-hmm.